We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Daymore NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast coming at you Thursday, August 4th. On today's show, I'm joined by D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo, you hit me up last week uh, on Twitter. You said, just want to talk hoops. And, you know, I appreciate you doing this, having to take the opportunity to kind of talk about, you know, where, where this team has kind of come over. If we like draw the line in the sand from, the end of the postseason to a lot of changes that have happened. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just appreciate you coming on doing it. No, thank you. Thank you. I mean, people probably can't see how nice this setup is. Pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, man, I love the podcast space and I just wanted to kind of get on here and just talk some hoops and I seen you had your own setup and why not? Yeah. We were I ran into you at the Twin Cities Pro Am on Tuesday and you you said you kind of get the sense that the fan base is sort of really getting behind this and this team yeah. and excited for the direction that, that you guys are moving. And it's like crazy for me to just think back of even like two months now, how much is, has changed with this team. What are, what are you feeling like you personally are excited about with this? Yeah. I mean, you just feel it. You feel the fans kind of embracing, you know, um, the change and, you know, obviously we, we had something to go into going into the summer from how the sum how the season ended last year. So, um, I'm excited about that, and the the younger players that have been playing that pro am. I mean, shout out to whoever's putting that together because they they, they Jamar compete. Diggs. Yeah, shout out. shout out to him, man. They competing, and those dudes are putting on a show for the fans that don't really get to see it. So it's pretty cool. I asked D'Angelo to play in it, and he shut me down. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I gotta realize I'm not as young as I thought I was. <laughs> I try to play in pro ams here and there, and some of those dudes nowadays are so fast and just like. <laughs> um, I need to be sending them to somewhere like to Rudy or something, you know, just to kind of back me up. I need a, I need some defensive guys around me in those settings. <laughs> them dudes are fast, man. Josh was, Josh was no joke. Yeah, like, they're just all above the rim nowadays, and it's it's kind of hard to, I don't know, <laughs> not my not my setup right there. Right. Well, let's talk about Rudy. I mean that. I, I guess that's the biggest move this summer. But like I said, I mean, there's all this change. Tim takes over mm-hmm. the front office. Carl locks up long term. Another draft, you know, add Kyle Anderson, Austin Rivers, Brent Ford. I mean, the the team has has changed a lot. But obviously, yeah. Rudy is 
is the move of the summer, I think, not just with the Timberwolves, but kind of in the NBA and... So far, though, right? I mean, it's a lot yes. of play, a lot of moves pending, a lot of moves pending. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, I I never I didn't see that really coming, and um, I knew that's what we kind of lacked, you know. Um, sure. just throughout the season last year, we we had it, but we we could we could have been better. Um, just in that aspect, and you add one of the best to do it at at that position on our team. I think the it just kind of puts a sky's the limit type of um vibe around our team you know we can be and we can answer from anywhere so i i, I like that and then all the other moves i think were just kind of underrated you mm-hmm. know um, like you mentioned the kyle anderson the austin Brent, all those dudes i think were you know key key additions to just making our team a little more um mature kind of fit together click yeah, together yeah, in, yeah. in different ways mm-hmm. I, was, I was listening to i, I mentioned this to you before i listened to you on jj reddick's podcast from I think it was two years ago now, yep, yep. and you you were talking about at that time how it was you moved from like the move on from Brooklyn to to Golden State and and then to Minnesota, but specifically talking about Brooklyn and once KD and Kyrie, like you got the sense that that was happening yeah. and that you weren't that you weren't going to be part of that if that happened mm-hmm. in in Brooklyn and. In this this situation seems to be the polar opposite of that, in that you very much are a part of what makes Rudy fit here and mm. what you can bring out of him yeah. and what he can what he can bring out of you. What what has that been like? Kind of I mean, the KD is probably one of the next biggest moves that have happened outside of this Rudy is probably one of the best comparisons yeah. we have for it, for what's gone down. Um, I mean, like you said, it's rare to be in a situation where um you feel like you're needed for the situation, you know what I mean? And um, I've been in kind of the opposite scenario my my whole career. So to 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 be a part of it and and know that um, like you said first, he can he can bring another level of my game, you know, out every night and um, vice versa, and all the other key pieces around our team, you know, I feel like everybody kind of complements each other, and uh, we'll see, we'll mm-hmm. see you soon. Um, but we'll see, and I I just know what pieces we lacked last year that we kind of complemented our um, our team with this year, and um, it just makes it that much more exciting. Do you? I, I feel like the the comparison I hear to to you and Rudy a lot is, and I I've, I've mentioned this myself too, is is what you were able to do with Jared Allen mm. in Brooklyn in terms of you know more classic sort of dive big in in pick and roll and, and how that worked. Do you think? Do you see similarities? Similarities, but different players, honestly. Um, Jared Allen, he used to make me look, um, he used to make me look better than I was with um <laughs> some of my low bounce passes. You know, those guys are seven foot, you know, they don't want to really be bending down. And he was so agile and just yeah. his hands were like glue and he would catch everything down there and and um he'd go right up and finish. I don't know Rudy, I haven't played with Rudy, but I know he's a um, over the top type of guy, and you you see that. That wide frame, you just throw it up there, and, right. I, and, he, and it's it's simplified right there. So, um, I, I definitely know that defensively, they they play the you know the same, and mm-hmm. they they dominate the game from that that aspect. But um, it's it's gonna be different. I think it's gonna be different because right. I've never played with a um, a lineup where it's two traditional bigs. You know what I mean? It's rare. Um, Carl's not a a traditional big. He he, could, he could, he's more versatile, but. He's kind of like a traditional big 
and a stretch big in you can kind of do both it seems like definitely do both um so i, I it's it's that it's like 2k honestly it just feels like <laughs> a 2k type of um feel and we'll see it, it's interesting to like super surface level but like you have these two different like pairing archetypes right where like cat and ant are this the kind of aspirationally like shaq kobe right right right, right. And then at the same time, you also have you and Rudy out there, which is kind of like, again, to, to use a very strong example, Allen Iverson and like the Kevin Matumbo. Right. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like yeah. these two different styles of yeah. guard big pairings that are out there at the at the same time together. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I see what you're saying, but um I I haven't been in a situation where what I bring to the game as far as a pick and roll type of player. I mean, I can do I can do multiple different things, but when it comes to pick and roll, what I do, I have somebody that complements that at the highest level. And I've sure. never really um I've never really been valued. We kinda in Brooklyn, we kinda just made that happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we ran a bunch of pick and rolls and we were successful. We had so many different lead ball handlers. Yeah, it wasn't like, you weren't like the point guard every time bringing yeah, up the ball. Exactly. Guy. So it just worked and, and Jared just kinda ran into ball screens and just didn't get tired. He was just he never got tired of doing that consecutively every night, every night. So I've never seen that since that. You know, right. um, closest thing I had to that in LA was um, one point we had Timofey Mozgov, sure, and um, maybe Tark Black at yeah. the same time. You know, at the four and the five, and we were just running and picking, and rolling, and, and that's that's when I have a lot of fun, honestly. So would you say that it is different? Like, I mean, with Finch and what you guys were doing last year i i think of that kind of as sort of similar to the free-flowing what you were doing in in brooklyn or finch would always say that he would i prefer like movement play randomly play naturally yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. into your game do you was is that similar or was it was it different like how how did how does finch kind of play into all this uh, i mean he's he's in a great position right now right he's got a lot of weapons a lot of options i don't know how he's going to attack it you know right. and how we're going to um how we're going to start that but I'm sure it's just going to be um, a lot of pace to it, right. you know, a lot of pace and a lot of um, random offense because it's hard to guard and hard to prepare for that random, mm -hmm. you know, offense. And we have so many different weapons. You can, like you said, you got, you said Shaq and Kobe on one side yeah. and then our dynamic on this side. I know, side. that's, people are going to be like, what that. is that? <laughs> I say that, but I'm just saying, I see yeah, what you're but saying. but there's just these different dynamics. That, that is rare, right? Like there's, On both sides of the floor, yes, you know? So if mm -hmm. it can make it to one side and it's not there and then make it mm -hmm. to the other, like that, that's just, um, right. that's, that's polished basketball. So, And it, it seems like that is what you guys will have to fight or, or learn is how do we, how do I plan my action while also engaging other? I mean, you have four players who are, high usage, you know, gonna, you know, gonna be sharing the ball and Jaden yeah. too, who's, you know, growing offensively mm -hmm. himself. It's, it's, it's just trusting it. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. I just think yeah. it's just trusting it, trusting the offense every night, trusting the system that's put in play every night. And, um, at the end of the game, that's when it really matters, you know, like mm -hmm. you, you can trust it throughout the game and, and, and stick with teams. But then when it's time to win, you, if you're right. not organized, you'll find a way to lose. And, um, we saw that. Right. With with that, and I, I think the it, it's been funny to watch for me to watch the whole, which I'm sure I'm probably paying closer attention to than you are. Just the the discourse around adding Rudy and and these questions that people have about how do 
him and Carl fit that the two traditional bigs. And I think we're at this point where we are like initial reaction is to nitpick and, and be like, Oh, maybe this is going to e- expose Carl guarding smaller players, or maybe, you know, maybe Rudy's going to have to play faster when he hasn't done those sort of things. And I think it kind of misses the point that you have two all NBA centers like just the power of both of them being on the floor at the yeah. same time, like that makes any, you know, learning along the way stuff kind of pale in comparison yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's foreign for any of those guys. I remember when I first came in the league, Rudy was on, he was playing with Derek Favors, you yep. know, alongside of him and they make that work. And um, Carl was playing again, he was playing alongside KG, mm-hmm. you know, and they were making that work. So it's never, um, uh, I don't think it's a foreign feeling or position right. for these guys to be in. And then, like I said, the complimentary players around it is what's going to really make it work. You know, um, I'm excited to see, like I said, coach is in a heck of a position to to kind of do and see and watch film and, right. and kind of go the route he wants to go about it. And um, it's, it's exciting. It's like the first day of school. Exciting. <laughs> you you said um, when you, when you talked to John with the athletic at summer league that you, I've always realized that if you put a shooter and a roller next to me, I can make the game easier for everyone around me. Mm-hmm. And that you're just looking forward to bringing that. Can, yeah. can you expand on that? Like um, how you've experienced that or why that fits you specifically? I mean, when you look at my career, I've been in so many different scenarios, just the style of play. I remember one time, um, my second year in the league, it was a point where I was, I didn't understand the business of the league and I was playing, I was starting and then I went from playing uh, starting point guard to starting shooting guard. Sure. Coach told me, don't bring the ball up, run. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I realized I could score the ball when I did that more. And then when I was playing uh, point guard, I realized I could kind of run the show a little bit. And I just realized, then I came off the bench and I was playing six, man. Like I was doing like so many different things and it, and it taught me just those lanes of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to adding a shooter next to me, a roller next to me, it eliminates, it eliminates playing in a system. You mm-hmm. know, I, I kind of have like a mini system within the system because I have a, I have this thing with this with this roller and this screener that just always in action with me. And then I have this thing with this shooter that's kind of, you know, when when they when they tag off the roll, I can, you know, mm-hmm. hit my shooter and and he feels like he's involved. And those are the same formulas you see throughout the game every night. You know, you just right. see a, a ball screen, a roller, a shooter in the corner on the backside or a strong side, and, and you play off of it. I remember uh, asking you during the playoff series in Memphis, I, I said something like playing point guard, and, and you corrected me. You're like combo guard. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a combo guard. And has that been something that playing in the league has evolved you into? Have you always kind of viewed yourself in that way? I view myself as a basketball player, Yeah, honestly. Um, so when it comes to being in a position, I'm on the floor. I'm a, I'm a basketball player. I'm going to make mm-hmm. basketball plays, even if the ball's in my hand, if it's not in my hand, if I'm in the corner, if I'm in the action, not in the, I'm going to make a basketball play. And I understand that. So that's what I mean when I say that. And um, like I said, I've been in so many different scenarios that I've played point guard. I've played mm-hmm. a fair amount of uh, shooting guard. I remember when I couldn't dribble the ball and I and I was scared to play point guard. And my um, I, I was a middle school coach. He was saying, if you want to make some money, you got to play point guard. Mm. And that's when I kind of you know opened my eyes and I started dribbling and, and making those things happen. It is it is interesting and in like that again from from my perspective is 
you coming into the league, I thought of you as a point guard and having covered you, I and watched you more closely. I, I have seen sort of that evolution to, you know, playing next to Pat last year, two years ago, he played next to J-Mac a lot, um, kind of evolving more to the, what I would call the combo guard thing. And it feels like Ant is kind of simultaneously doing that, but he kind of came up as more of a two. Mm-hmm. And, and now it, it seems like as, as time goes on, there will be more primary lead ball handling things for him to do as, yeah. as well. So does that kind of work if, I mean, I would imagine with, if you have that comfort to also play off ball so he can, so he can have some of that. Like, how do you see you, the combination of your guys' skills kind of fusing together? You want, I, the, the beauty of me and his game is that we can complement each other and we can get each other like, like teams are, they have to load up on him because he's mm-hmm. a one man fast break at times. And a guy like me being in the gap, getting catching, catching uh shoot looks mm-hmm. like I'm living with that. That's a that's an easy living right there for me. And um, when it comes to dissecting the game, the last five minutes of the game, whoever is making the most efficient plays should have the ball in their hands. When it comes to your point guard or your shooting guard, whoever is making the most efficient plays throughout the game, you can see mm-hmm. who's making those plays. And as a coach, it's like I got he tonight. He's or tonight. I yeah. I think you. You know what I mean? And it's simple. It's like you said, it could be anybody's night. You say that all the time. It could be anybody's night. And I got to see that dynamic in Golden State, honestly. Mm-hmm. I um, I seen how Steph kind of, you know, he he was a one-man offense, you know, and then it allowed me, it allowed Jordan Poole, it allowed guys, Eric Pascal, when he was around, allowed those guys to kind of thrive in their little space at the same time. Sure. And um, they were ready to make plays at the end of the game versus just kind of not being involved all mm-hmm. game so yeah i mean it's it, it, it's fun I, like i said with with me and aunt we kind of um we saw that throughout the season late late in the season that we we have to trust each other and it made the game that much more easier and um the evolution of his game will be making plays at the end of the game if it's not scoring it's passing too right. you know you might have to make that hockey assist. Yeah, he, he talked about that and feeling this year different coverages put put on two on the ball and he's like i haven't really experienced yeah that before and like the, the answer in that situation is to get off of it and i'll tell you a story we, right. were, we played yes, the please. heat and um i think i got thrown out oh yeah oh, i think i got thrown out and cat fouled out yeah, he followed you the locker <laughs> <laughs> and cat fouled out and it he they start sending the trap at him like yep. at half court they just start hitting him and he would throw the ball wherever or whatever and after the game he was just like yo i never seen nothing <laughs> he was so shocked that they were doing that and i was like bro get used to it i'm telling you get used to it you know because down when 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 you want to do this and when you have to do this is easy so that's just the, that's just an experience moment though you know you got to go through that see that mm-hmm. and feel that and, and feel like there was nothing you can do for you to go watch it and, and want to comp Want to want to compound on that and grow from it, and if you don't watch it, you will never see yourself. You don't those, experience yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah. won't see what you're doing. I mean, I think that that's it's going to be hard for teams to commit to playing him that way with pieces around it. Yeah, it's yes. hard, impossible. I mean, you probably could do it. We just got to keep you and Carl in the game. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of pieces that you could put to make that um that go in our favor. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of piece. Like I said, I like that Kyle Anderson piece. Like that one, that piece right there alone really, um, 
yeah, Rudy is huge, but like just for our locker room, for our guys, for mm -hmm. our, just the professional. I've heard great things about him. Yeah, and I've, I've only seen it from a distance, you mm -hmm. know, so, and I've seen it from a distance. I could tell what he what he did for that team in Memphis last year. and um, It's kind of like another ball handler in a way, too. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know the game, you know he can play point guard as well. He's played point guard in high school. Mm -hmm. um, I think for St. Anthony, I used to watch him all the time. So He's, a, he's big, too. Yeah, like, for sure. So I, this is random, but you know, Kata Bates Diop was your was your uh, was roommate at at Ohio State, yeah. and um, I, I remember like Kate has like wingspan is like seven yeah. four, yeah, right. And I remember looking it up. I'm like, dude, nobody in the league is like six eight, like like Kata built, right? Right, like, but Kyle Anderson is. Yeah, it's like I was like, that's that's my car. No, right for there. sure, yeah. for sure. But two different type of players, but Kata has. Yeah. Kata has a switch that like a lot of people don't really see, man. When he plays and he competes, yeah, he's like he's unguardable at one point. Then he he you can't get a it's shot just off. His arms, like... yeah, he's <laughs> he's a freak, yeah, for sure. Um, so I, this this summer, and this has just kind of been like a, something around Carl forever. Is like the lack of continuity he's had in his time in Minnesota. He's had like seven GMs, five coaches. All of that and it's i think it's a, a a logical reason to think that with some with some continuity carl locking up here longer term that it's a reason to believe that he's still on the upswing and sure. but i was thinking about that from your perspective too like you haven't been in minnesota all that long but you're also a player who's sort of lacked that that continuity sure. through, through your career different coaches different organizations <clears throat> in that way so i would see that to be I mean, this will be your fourth season, two and a half here. I mean, this is as long as you've yeah. been been somewhere yeah. too, and that you could be somebody who benefits from this stability. idea of stability yeah, of and continuity. What is what is that just as a, that makes sense? Obviously, to us, like we're like, oh yeah, when I'm at a job for longer, I get to know my coworkers longer. But as a basketball player, where do you see that kind of show up? I think that adds the element of one stability when you have um, a consistent blueprint what you see every day going to work to and from work like these are your restaurants like these are your <laughs> spots like that does something for any professional athlete you know what I mean and um for Carl he's so good so talented that it may not have affected him you know what I mean and but any other player that may be working their way up that might affect them mm. on a whole nother level so knowing that that as a as the NBA they know you know um players come and go. So you you make the decision you want to make and you live and die with it. But it also brings something else to the game when you have players that have that. Even two or three players that have been together for a few years like that, they bring their own mm. culture right. alone. You know what I mean? And like you could put Steph Clay and Draymond and, and Kevon Looney, you could put those guys on any team and they, they're going to bring a culture to that just from what they know and what they've done. So it helps build culture, and it, and like you said, it, it helps the player too. And it does seem like while there have been changes to the roster this year, like a lot of the the leadership is is still there. People ask me all the time, like, who who are the leaders of of the group? And what I say from what I win just, games, who are we gonna talk? Who, who's who's gonna be the leader if we win games? Right, right. But I, I don't even I don't even really like mean it in that sort of like oh it's like a power struggle sort of thing no, but people do view it that way yeah that, that's so, true i know what you're saying yeah i just 
and you know where I sit behind you at, at the games and stuff, and I see I see players coming to you and to Torian, Torian Prince, and in that sort of way where I mean this is a young still a young team. Yeah, it was a course. young team last year and to kind of I think may bring Torian back, have you here kind of have that continuity in in leadership and then Ant and Carl are, are leaders in in their own in their own sort of ways too. So I think for me that's another reason to believe in this team for this year is yeah. the leadership seems I mean we got multiple voices. Yeah. I feel like even now we added multiple voices. Um but um Torian's an underrated guy that people don't really um may may not appreciate from a distance. Mm-hmm. He's just a real individual, you know what I mean? So people I need that real, that that just genuine realness. They they gravitate towards him. You right. know what I mean? And he's op- open arms, you know? And um It kind of surprised me at first. Yeah, he fills that role. That. Yeah, he fills that role really well. He's a he's um he's the assistant coach for a team, what they bring to a team, that's what he does. Mm. You know what I mean? You just may not see it, you may not hear it. If you watch, you might pay attention and, and catch him kind of getting it in. But yeah, it's underrated. In terms of continuity for for you, I mean, it's uh, you've said since you've been here that this is you know a, a place that you enjoy to be, want to be. Um, it is a contract year for you this season. Why why is this something you want to see through and and grow with? I mean, simple man. I just I just want to be where my feet are. Simple as that. Like I'm here now. Um, why not? have an opportunity to, to to take advantage of the position that I'm in right now, which is to either be here for a longer period of time or go elsewhere and, and try to do the same thing. I'm here now, so I, I want to build here. I see the the process. I see what we have, what's in front of us, the opportunity we have as a group, um, as a coaching staff. I, I see the, the opportunity um, as an organization. So um, I'd love to be a part of everything that comes with We've seen the struggles at its lowest, so now it's we've seen progression as well. So it's now it's time to kind of continue to just work on the that 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 um that way of things. You know, we've already had the excuses of everything else that could have been an excuse. Now I'm just I just want to see it and be a part of it. It's, so you you feel that like it's kind of you approach the season and then deal with that once once it's over. Does it linger on your your mind? Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I if you don't know, you know. I mean, if you know, you know, like as far as how the business side of this thing works, you know, um, okay. a lot of people can control what your situation may look like. You know, um, the Kevin Durant situation, you don't know what's going to happen there. You know, um, you don't know what's going to make sense. Just like you didn't know Rudy was going to come here. Right. Nobody knew that. So you, you just you don't know at that time. And it's soon and it's early and I can't really control it. To sure. that magnitude, so I'd rather just kind of be where I'm at and then lock into my craft and 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 see how that plays out and win and win. Yeah, I mean that's sure. the that's, that that's the best path forward. Right? Number one. Yep. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A um, few other things. Uh, Jade McDaniels, we mentioned him a little bit before. I mean, he seems like he's going to slot into this starting five, which kind of feels like, to me, a pretty perfect next to the two pairings we're talking about fit in there also jalen noel i think is going to have a bigger role this season and i I remember pretty vividly like before those guys even were really playing for this team with Jaden and jalen both kind of just in media afterwards you kind of put us on to to both of them and that you believe that these are going to be guys in in the league and important pieces to Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be important pieces to to what the Wolves are building. What did what did you see in them then, and what do you see for them kind of going forward here? I just saw the consistency early. You know, um, they both get in the gym; they're both in there. So it's sooner sooner or later um, you'll get an opportunity, and you're either going to be ready for it or not right. as a young player. And if you're ready for an opportunity, what that does for your confidence is a whole other thing. Um, and what that does for your opportunity is a complete different thing. Like coaches may believe in you a little more now. So I've seen both of those guys get opportunities and thrive every time. And um, I wanted to kind of stay in their ears and, and when they didn't play or when they didn't get that opportunity to stay ready, stay on, you know. They so both I, had to wait. Exactly. And I saw it and I saw how it kind of, it may have, got, it may have gotten to one of them or mm-hmm. two of them here and there. But then you got guys like Nas as well, and they feed off each other. So when when they're ready and they 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 get their number called, they got to be ready for it. And I just saw it. Those guys, all three of those guys, even Nate Knight, like those guys are in the gym every day, all yeah. day. They're in the gym now. You know, they're here in Minnesota and they're getting it in. So I know when they get that opportunity, they're gonna be hungry for it and ready for it at the same time. And if it's not the Minnesota Timberwolves that right, that's what you always say give them the- an opportunity. There's multiple other teams that, right. you know, so that's that's what it's all about, just being ready for your opportunity. You um, you said with with the both of them that, like, that they could be, they could really be guys that, you know, develop on, on this team as, as well. Like, and I, I was thinking about how, I think an underrated part of last season, why you guys, once things really, like, clicked in, you started kind of rolling, was it fit really well when with you subbing out early and then you were playing with the with the second unit, that seemed to really kind of empower that group. It kind of changed who the other four were around you in that. Do you think, what was that like, one, and do you like that sort of role where you're splitting your time between first unit and yeah. second unit? Yeah, I mean, I give credit to Coach on that because he kind of threw that dynamic into play. And um, I just enjoy the... Our our dynamic as our first unit is completely different than the second unit. Totally. And you get to play with guys that are, um, they're the guys that are cheering. They're the guys that are, so when they play, they're the guys that are sharing it. They're the guys that are back screen. You know what I mean? And there's just a different um, poetic feel to the basketball game. Not that's you. 
Huh? That seems to fit your game. Yeah, well I mean, because you just one pass can get the offense going, you know, and it can get the one mores involved. It can get the pump fake, get in the lane, wide open shots. You know, it can get that going. And with that second unit, we seem to to, to find that click. And um, a lot of those guys, they thrived in that opportunity as well. How is um, how's it been playing for? For Chris Finch, how 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 have the two of how is his brand of basketball fit you, and and how have the two of you individ like in your one on one relationship? It's been great. It's yeah. been good. It's been good. He's um before I met him, I didn't I only heard about him right, and it was all about um just the grind and and where he's come from to get to where he's at, and and the um the offensive specialist that he brings to the team. And first day, I, I saw that you know I just saw that 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 when he speaks, you listen, you know what I mean? He's not just going to speak and do random yelling and doing all that. It's all, um, it's a reason behind it. And then when it comes to putting the X's and O's and offense together, it's like, like on another level, you trust it. Yeah. And I already think like that, you know, I want, I, I love, I appreciate that process in the game. So when I seen him bringing that, I, um, I respected it even more. Um, we had our um, ups and downs throughout the season too, as well, as far as just trying to get on the same page and, and figuring out, how I could be the best me to help the team. And um, it was so genuine that I respected more than anything. You know, mm -hmm. we kind of had uh, multiple conversations that led up to us having conversations going forward that, you know, forced us to kind of trust each other a little bit more and me just, you know, finding my way to help the team, like I said. So I respect everything he brings to the team. He's a plain talker. A plain talker? No, plain talker. Like he's... What he says is, it's like to the point. That's exactly what yeah. he means. Yeah, yeah. there's no sugarcoating him, and I and I appreciate that more. I, I appreciate it on, on my end too. Yeah, whereas it's, it's not always dude. that way. It's yeah. a real dude. Yeah. Um, you you did shoot. You shot half your shots from three this year, playing for him, which was the highest three point frequency. He um, tells me I don't shoot enough. <laughs> He's saying like, shoot it, let it go. You, right. you, you want to pump fake that one? You're open, so. Like you say, I appreciate that too. As I mean to cut you, I appreciate that too as a player. Right. You know, when your coaches kind of believing and trusted in that. So do you? I mean, and and you've said before, like kind of your your comfort zone is the in between area mm -hmm. of of the floor. Whatever vision that is, a kind of pick and roll and reading all three levels of the floor in that way. But it did kind of seem that the the, the style was was different. It was not only the most threes you've ever taken but the least mid-range shots yeah. you, you've sort of taken. Is that is that a, the way the league is moving? Is that the way you were moving or just kind of what fit the group? It was the, definitely the group. The group. Um, Carl's a, he can do multiple things when he sets the screen. He can switch. I mean, he can slip out and roll. He can set it and roll. He can pop. Mm. He can do so many different things. So I was playing off him, you know, so when I have a, a guy like Vando that was setting screens, I knew I could get back to the mid-range and do that, but we didn't run a lot of pick and roll, right. you know? So it was a lot of random ones, you know? But when it comes in in a scripted pick and roll, that's when you know you can get to those spots every night. And um, I was kind of scripted playing off of him. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like I wanted to hit him and come off and he may set it and then flip it and then I he hit him on the pop. Like it was just so much randomness to it. It's hard to guard that, but right. that just shows his versatility as well. I mean, we got to imagine the overall volume of pick and roll goes up a lot for yeah, you guys this yeah. year. Just with, with I mean, that that's kind of the 
Rudy, I think, on paper, is a very good fit. The The question comes from you guys are playing a very different style of play than, than Utah was. And if you want to define that as they were a heavy pick-and-roll team, you guys weren't. They were a more conservative defensive team. You guys were probably the most aggressive defensive team. Is that going to be hard to, like, merge that and and figure out do we want to play like are we going to hold on to the way that we played before or are we going to adjust to the way that 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 Rudy's played like I think you can do both yeah I think you can do both um and then with that being said you can either have his coverage be that and Carl's coverage be that you know yeah. whatever it may be and that be something that they know going into every night so now teams got to adjust to us hmm. you know they got to adjust to our coverage it may be the same. Both of you guys are in the same drop or whatever. Sure. You know, and then. But what about for you? That that would have a pretty, like, if you're as simple as if you're playing drop with Rudy every time, that's going to change your responsibilities as to where. Every team's different. Yeah. So it goes into personnel, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you might have a team that, a guy like Luca that dominates a drop, you know, yeah. with Norman Powell. But then if he's in it with. Um, Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell, my yes. bad. Um when he's in it with him, it's different than he than it would be if he was in it with I don't right. know whoever else they run it with. Um so You did seem very comfortable this season in that sort of off the ball sort of free safety communicator role. I mean oftentimes like weak side corner, what or whatever, guarding one of the, the corners in that sort of way, as they did blitz the pick and roll and that gave you you know license to play some passing lanes and also to just be the the communicator for that yeah. you, you were, was it as fun as you seemed comfortable in that heck yeah because I, I i swear man i've been so many places and i take a little bit of something from everywhere sure that's all draymond green you know mm-hmm. what i mean he's like when i watched I, when i got to golden state i was like what do these guys do like i, I just want to watch and see and draymond like he has this feel for like if you like if if a young player gets in the game right and Steph Curry's garden. That young player might try to go at Steph. You know, he might like, ah, this is my chance. Whatever he does, Draymond's already ready. Like, he's already activated. Like, I know this young player might kind of yeah. get this excitement out of seeing Steph in front of him. You know what I mean? Steph ain't no slouch on defense. That's what mm-hmm. we don't realize. So, but he's already there, you know, two steps ahead and just helping that. And I saw him kind of doing that, even with myself, with Jordan Poole. Like, those guys that we're not known for defensive players, but we're trying. And if we get beat, we know he's going to be there. Right. Last year, we had some defensive guys there that I might not have to be there, but you might beat them here and there, and I'm already ready to rotate just because I can see it and I, and I can sense it from stealing what Draymond did. Right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. And just as somebody like following the league, watching the league of how much th- this, like these these different coverages in these different ways, if you're watching it enough, it matters, you know? Yeah. And you, and and just from my time covering the wolves and you know being there at the game listening like that that was the big that's when i was like you know it's the first month of the season and you guys are you know top 10 defensively and people are like oh is this real like the wolves haven't been a solid defensive team in mm-hmm. in forever and and part of the reason that that i believed in it was i heard you guys yeah you know i i heard that communication um i i personally liked pulling carl out of a drop and and putting him up, up at the level in that sort of way. I think it, it just kind of like gets too, his juices. Right? Yeah, exactly. right. Um, so that'll be, but I'm I'm also curious to see how like, and I think Finch is too, of like, how do we go? How do we kind of back and forth if 
if Rudy is comfortable in this one sort of coverage and Carl's in, in another one, it's just going to be, I mean, you guys are going to be good at defense kind of one yeah. way or the other, but like how good I think will be about the way you're able to fuse coverages when it's not Rudy and Carl both on the floor. Cause they'll be, they'll be staggered a good amount. No. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll play a good amount together and um, vice versa. But um, when it comes to just the defense, I want to mention Jaden. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, I was telling my um one of my coaches, I was saying that like, who would you guess on our team is the most consistent like talker on defense? And <laughs> one guy said TP, another guy said Pat, another guy said myself. Like, and I was like Jaden, like Jaden's the guy because when you hear that mic on the rim. And yeah. you just hear his little, his little <laughs> voice just talking the whole time. Like, we can hear it on the bench, and you can hear it barely on the mic. On the court, you might not hear it because it's so loud. But, like, yeah. we're right there. And I just would always hear him just talking. And then in the, in Which the is field, weird because he's a quiet guy. But he knows his stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So, sky's the limit for him. I'm excited for him as well. Yeah, I, I am too. It's like, it's a, it's a really interesting, like, we, we were talking about this the other day. Like, the environment that you grow up in, in, mm-hmm. in the league. Like, He's in a, I mean, I'm sure there's frustration for him and where he ended up getting drafted, the 28th overall, I think, but it put him in this sort of spot where, I mean, just Jaden McDaniels wise, can that's a pretty, if you're going to be starting at small forward in the league and you get to have D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards to your left and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert to your right, like that's a, it's a pretty ideal environment. To, you wi- to you grow beg up. for you beg for an environment like that, right? You know, as a young player, you beg for you don't know, but structure plays a major key in your success and, and as a player. And um, a lot of players have the structure that they need, mm-hmm. you know. And then I think when I was coming in, or maybe before, you might have not had the best structure. You know, yeah. a lot of organizations were transitioning and, and it is crazy changes. how much it's already changed in just yeah. six years or I, I i feel like we can we can even see that too the the intention of putting a young player that you're invested in in a structure not just being like here you go here's 23 shots a yeah, night like sure. that that might not be what makes them grow best it could actually some, set them back some that is though you know yeah. it's, it's the opposite too True. for some players that you know they're growing into this this spotlight of they may have the green light every night. Mm. So this is a way to get it out of your system and just be as run out of bullets, you know, just get them all up. And then you'll realize like what's hard and what's not, you know? Uh, You you mentioned at the beginning, like the, the playoff series ends and now you're just kind of in, into the off season mode and everything starts, starts changing with the team and everything. Like, how do you like mentally think about the Memphis series? Is it one of those things where you like you're picking at it and you're going back and watching as as a as a team, or do you just kind of say, you know, that happened, it's behind us, we're, like we're moving forward in in this direction? How how do you approach that when you think about the Memphis series? Man, honestly, I don't, I can't, I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Like I watch the games while I'm in the series, but after. It's over. I kind of yeah. disconnect from it just because I really feel like once I watch it, it might change the way I felt, you know, as far as when I was in the moment of going through the experience of the playoffs and the grind that, you know what I mean? You look up and you're in game six, you know what I mean? You look up and 
y'all 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 in game seven. You know what I mean? Like you, it's just a grind that you kind of get locked into. And for me, I just once it's done, I'm away from it and I let it marinate for for just a little bit, and then I let still might. Yeah, I still might not be able to stomach watching it because at the end of the day, you got defeated, you lost, and there was a reason you lost, and you know why. You know, you don't have to see it to know why you lost. Like you got defeated, so that's how I've kind of been always about it. I just kind of let it go, and I don't think I've watched our playoff games from um, in, when I was in Brooklyn. I don't even think I've watched those games. What, what when you say that you know that reason? What was that reason why you guys lost? When. In, the the Memphis series. The Memphis yeah. series. Uh, I think a lot went into it. A lot went into um, not realizing that Clark could win the game for them. Um, yeah. I think that was kind of, I could feel that. I don't know if, when I watched the game, he he made a lot of winning plays at the right time. Yeah. So there might have been, been something else that kind of dictated that. But when I feel it and I remember being in the moment, I just remember him dominating the game. He probably wanted them two of their games. Yeah, and then that one game, he had like eight offensive rebounds in the fourth. The right yeah. time, right? And then mm-hmm. I remember Conshire, he yeah. won them a game, you mm-hmm. know? So it wasn't really the players that we were focused on right. stopping. It was more or less their supporting cast. And um, um, we let a lot of games get away from us too, like, we beat ourselves. Yeah. So um, that's when I know, like, we could have controlled that. We could have boxed him out and we could have had our shit tighter at the mm-hmm. end of the game. And when we were up, we could have had our shit tighter too versus making plays that those trigger runs for the other team, right. you know? And um, that's just being a young team and um, fighting that battle all season, trying to figure those things out. And um, it kind of was brought to light when it mattered and when we lost. Yeah, I think, and I, I agree that's all true, but it, like, also that, that series, I think, highlighted a lot of positives, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and maybe some of those positives are just experience, too, yeah. of, obviously, that's Ant's first time in the playoffs. There's a lot of experience, I think. Yeah. A lot of the plays were based off of inexperienced plays, mm-hmm. um, defensively, offensively, all, everybody, not just our young players, like, everybody, so. Yeah. Um. Uh, Speaking of Memphis and just this, the Western Conference th- this year, I mean, there are a lot of teams. I mean, you guys brought in reinforcements, uh, but there's a lot of teams, even just maybe health, you know, bringing back a Kawhi, bringing it back yeah, yeah. A, a Jamal Murray. Uh, what do you just kind of feel about the the way the Western Conference is, it I, has shaken out? I think it's going to be booming. Yeah. I think it's going to be booming, honestly. I feel like the West is going to be strong. I think some teams that are good, that we expect to be good, probably won't be good. And yeah. I think some of the teams that we're not expecting to be good are probably going to make some noise. So I'm not going to mention any, Yeah. but I really feel like, um, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of like, like good teams in the West that people aren't really even thinking about. It's deep. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, you know, you never know what KD's going to do. He might join the West too. So just true. I don't know. So yeah. no one knows, but we he might. And that could make it even crazier. And um the games missed Kawhi Leonard's and Jamal Marys and those guys. So just to have a healthy West would be would be booming. Do you know where Vegas has you guys set in the Western Conference? Like Mm-mm. you know, I guess? No, what is it? Seventh. Seventh in the West? Yeah. Well, if you go like, you know, over unders of like the, yeah. the win totals. So I just looked it up today and they have 
you guys at 47 and a half, which, it, you know, I'm not trying to be like Homer guy, but that seems a little odd to me. That's it, a lot of wins. It is a lot of wins. And, and, and that could be, that could be 47 wins in the West could be like top yeah. five. So kind of like one, like it might be one of those. Remember when it was like Phoenix when like maybe, they maybe won like 48, 49 games and missed the playoffs altogether. It might just be one of those years where everybody's, everybody's kind of like, yeah. like it might be three game difference from one to six yeah. or two to two to seven in yeah. that sort of way. But they, yeah, they have you at, they have you guys at, at 47 and a half and it was 46. But I, I, I still, th- I personally think that's, you know, a, a lower number, but they do kind of have them all condensed. It's not that big of a difference from the Clippers and Suns who they yeah. have is like the, the top. I, I think it's just going to be as a fan of watching the game, you know, it's going to be fun night to night to see these teams coming through. And as you guys are kind of finding your identity, like that's what we have to do. Yeah. You know, we have to find an identity and the sooner for us, the better. And, um, Preseason going to be serious for us. You know, training camp is going to be serious for us. It's not going to be like, just show up. We know what we got. Let's figure it, make it happen. Like, no, we got to yeah, get you out s- the mud. You said something to, to John in, in, in that article and said, I think once we have some success and we see what our foundation is, everybody's going to fall into place. Yeah. Which that, I mean, is that just kind of like, maybe you need a little bit of a proof of concept, right? Of like, we, we, you have a ton of talent and in ways, some of that Rudy and Carl overlap, you and Ant overlap, whatever, like you kind of are going to need to see it work together. And then that will set the foundation for, I, I don't know. I'm putting a lot of words in your mouth, but that was, that, I thought that was an interesting line. What, what did you mean by that? Uh, I think it's going to come down to trusting it. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, trusting that, Whatever we put in play, it's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna. Win. It might. We might not win it. O- we. It might not win us over right away. We're gonna have to take some time and trust it and see it on film. And we might have to lose a little bit too. You know, yeah. you never know how that's gonna play out. But like I said, we have a, a mature team. We got some adults on our team that it could be anybody. Night gets us out of the mud when mm-hmm. when we really need it. It might be that Kyle Anderson put back. It might, and that starts a five game. Yeah, who's your Brandon streak. Clark? So we just need to know, like, and trust that, like, okay, these mm-hmm. are going to be our guys. This is what we're going to get from you, and that's going to come with time. The only other thing I have in my notes is I just put down it's Anthony Edwards' birthday tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> twenty one. I mean, what 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 is just your your relationship and getting to know him? I mean. And I have nowhere near the exposure to him that, that you do, but it's just a, to me, it's been a very interesting character to to, to get yeah. to know a good kid. Exactly. He's a good kid. I, I He works, you know, and I mm-hmm. think he's like a guy that he, he's going to talk his stuff, but he's actually working too, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's the Floyd Mayweather eating McDonald's but really throwing it up behind, you know, like he's a worker, man. And, and that's what people don't really realize about him. And um, He's just young and enjoying it. It's all raw and genuine. Just energy. so young. Yeah. And he's sky's the limit for him. I, I, I love being around him. I love playing with him. I love like the competition he brings. Like he's, he's overconfident at times and, yeah. and he, and he's competing. He's going at it every time. He's attacking it every time. And um, I think he's gonna have a big year too. Yeah. Huge year. You got uh, 
Anything else that you want to talk about? Or miss um, anything? Congratulations. Appreciate that. On the baby. Appreciate that. It's coming. Um, yeah, in due time. I'm excited about that. My yeah. lovely lady, she's ready to pop. So yeah. we'll see. Um, I mean, nothing specifically, man. Like I said, I just wanted to get up here and talk some hoops and whatever. We're going into the season knowing um we have we kind of got uh an expectation around our team and yeah. I don't want to speak on it. I don't really want our group to kind of say right. headliners on it and 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 make it something. It's already gonna be it. It's already gonna be what it is gonna be. And we're gonna Yeah, it's gonna be a different level. Like in terms of eyeballs, yeah. in terms of all of that, which is not necessarily foreign to you. I mean, you played in LA and New York, but it is I'm interested to see like how it's different here. Like the people here. Is the and, city ready for it? Yeah. Because this is a basketball city. They haven't had a, a professional city. basketball team that has mirrored that in a long time. And as somebody who's from here, it was cool to see that last year. Yeah. And honestly, you played a you played a big role in that. In That's what I want to say. I don't mean to cut you off, but I remember me calling the fans out and they answered. So yeah. I want to shout out our fans one time. And I don't want me to have to do that again going into the season. Like, be crazy this year, y'all. Like, don't <laughs> sit until we score our first bucket. That's gonna get the that's gonna get it, the juices going for real. And I think we start with something like that. From the first night we open the doors, it should be wrapped around the city trying to get in there. Mm -hmm. All the high school teams come out, support, make field trips to the to the to the Minnesota Timberwolves game. Make uh you get vouchers to the Minnesota too, all that, like, cause the, yeah, the brand is about to go up, and our team is excited and ready, and uh, we need our fans to be consistent with it every night. I think the what the situation is is they're watching, like that, but for so long, they've just been at home. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, just my my friends and stuff, pe people in my life. It's like, you know, they they like NBA basketball, so they you know in, in past years in the Pull lean years up. yeah yeah like to actually come and and see it in person it's a it's a totally it is a totally different experience to to watch i i think an nba live basketball experience is incomparable to any other professional sport and i mean not true well have you been to some soccer games i'm not a soccer guy man me either but soccer game i am yeah. i love soccer but i'm not a soccer guy but yeah. If you go to a soccer bit, you'll see why it's the biggest if that's sporting the event fans, in the though, world. But that, that's the yeah, that's the okay. experience. Yeah, that's the experience, man. It's, Look at the soccer environment at Target Center. I don't know about all that, <laughs> but just man, I've seen some big soccer games and yeah. then soccer matches, right? Yes, they, matches. Yeah, they're serious. So, shout out to our fans again. Mm -hmm. It's gonna launch one of these days, and when y'all hear me, make sure y'all hear me. Mm -hmm. Appreciate y'all in advance. For sure. Well, D'Angelo, I appreciate you coming on and doing appreciate this you, and brother. taking the time and I'll be bugging you all year. This was fun, man. I got to yeah. get back. Yeah. Well, I got to get back. We'll do it again once we once we see the pieces uh, in place and see what's, what's kind of coming together. I'm going to get Rudy on here. Yeah. We'll pull up I don't know if we'll fit in here, man. <laughs> nah, this space nice. We'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, all right. He's, uh, he's D'Angelo Russell. I'm Dane Moore. Uh, until next time, peace out.
How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah Green and hot so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah Don't let standards ever, ever bring you down, yeah Hope you dancing like nobody else around, yeah Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.